Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting the Toronto Raptors 113-97 win against the Boston Celtics. Riker, the Raptors got their revenge after a, a tough, heartbreaking Christmas Day loss. Ben, in every way possible, we outplayed the Boston Celtics tonight. If they didn't get those points that they did off of turnovers, Boston wouldn't have scored tonight, Ben. The defense was that good. The performance was that much better. We out-rebounded them. It was insane. We played a small ball lineup, which I've never seen before, and I loved it. There's a lot to break down in this one, Ben. Yeah, certainly. And we got we to gotta dive straight into, into this. And Nick Nurse, man, he, he comes back. He tries different stuff out. And obviously, during Christmas Day, we all saw Ennis Cantor absolutely dominate the Toronto Raptors inside when Chris Boucher... You know, we don't really have a backup center right now with Marcus all out. So... He, he made adjustments in this game, which were just remarkable. You know, he brought Boucher in really early in this one to, to match up against the Sixers, um, not the Sixers, the Celtics' smaller big men. And then when Cantor was in the game, he made sure to match him up with Ibaka. And on top of that, too, Patrick McCaw, who really struggled in the last game, 43 minutes for McCaw tonight. But the biggest difference was he was the primary ball handler. And, Pat, and uh, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet were playing more so off the ball. It was Really, just the adjustments that he made in a two-game series, so to speak, against the Celtics. It's crazy what Nick Nurse can do with this roster. There has been a bunch of defining coaching, legacy-defining moments for Nick Nurse in his short tenure as a Toronto Raptor head coach. And mm. box and one, switching Kawhi onto Giannis in the playoffs, running various different lineups. But to me, this is... My favorite that I've seen to date, Ben, we have yep. a, a starting lineup with two point guards already, and then you throw, <laughs> you slip them up to the two and the three, and you let Patrick McCaw, who's barely touched the court all season long, he's been getting extra minutes here and there, let him yep. run the point, and it worked beautifully, Ben, and Kyle Lowry gave him all the props at the end, he said, Patrick McCaw, he is a point guard, he believes, in this league, and it's underrated his playmaking ability and his ball handling, and obviously his t t tenacious defense. Uh, it's just, I, I thought that this lineup was, it took the Boston for a shock, and it ran really well. Yeah, well, we gave Patrick McCaw the Demario Carroll Gold Star Award, in the, or I gave it to him in the last game, because he, when he doesn't, it, there's certain points where Patrick McCaw doesn't really seem to impact the game. He kind of, kind of just floats around. It doesn't seem to really do anything, but he's pretty good at everything on the court, right? He's a good defender. He's a good passer. He's a good dribbler. He's a good shooter, but nothing, he doesn't do anything great. But when the ball's in his hands, he can do all those things. And tonight, 18 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. The jack of all trades, Patrick McCall, he really put it all on display tonight. Did it not just make him look more confident? Even in his corner yep. threes, he just looked more confident. And it makes sense because Kyle Lowry, we, we know that he doesn't need to be the primary ball handler to be productive. Also, mm -hmm. it's worth noting, if you watch the game tonight, you saw that Boston Celtics, this arena, TD Garden, it is his highest scoring facility or arena that he over his career. So this is his best scoring place, believe it or not. And... Fred Van Vliet, he's also a terrific off-the-ball guy because he runs off screens really well. He loves those spot-up threes. So I, I think mm -hmm. that this lineup makes a lot of sense because you're right. The person who's usually least engaged being Patrick McCaw, now you give him the opportunity to warm up, create some opportunities. It, it ran really well. But Ben, tonight, even bigger surprise, a good Canadian boy, O'Shea Brissett. Where did that mm -hmm. come from, Ben? We got That was uh, the surprise performance of the season, perhaps. I didn't realize how big this guy was because we saw him in preseason a little bit. He was an athlete who has – he shot a few threes in the preseason. I don't remember him hitting that many. But 
his size for a wing guy for being that mobile, the way he just went after the rebounds and was able to guard the bigger players in the Boston Celtics, it was remarkable. And Nick Nurse, this is the first time, I think, from watching the games this season, he's gotten meaningful minutes for the Toronto Raptors. And as soon as he went out there, similar to what Rondé Hollis Jefferson did when he got his opportunity, he was ready to just grind. He was getting rebounds on the offensive end. He was going after all the offensive rebounds and you know, Lowry was throwing lobs to him, and he did look a little bit uncomfortable for certain possessions. And he's a tw- you know he's a he's a guy that's barely played in the NBA. This is his first stretch of meaningful minutes. But the defense, the energy, and the rebounding, the potential for this guy from just this small sample size, really is encouraging for this Toronto Raptors team. Yeah, I mean, his first possession out there, he gets the offensive rebound dunk, that putback mm-hmm. dunk. Uh, he, all- he sorry the. Yeah, it would have been an offensive rebound dunk. Then I love how Nick Nurse actually left them out in the second half for significant yep. minutes as well. Of course, when the foul trouble came, then you're, you're drawing at strings who you're going to play. But O'Shea Brissett, he played meaningful minutes in the third where the game was close, and he had two back-to-back offensive rebounds, both leading mm-hmm. to points. One a three-point shot, and then one he tipped it to Terrence uh, Davis. Not going to make mm-hmm. that mistake with saying Terrence Ross again. <laughs> Terrence. Tipped it to him in the lane. And I, I mean... We're, we're going to have a, a problem, Ben, at some point when we keep putting in our deep, deep bench <laughs> and they keep performing really well. You know, when yep. is it going to end? Yeah, no, it, it's a great thing. And the fact that he has this size, too, for a wing player, because we saw Malcolm Miller get some run. He's... Uh, He's also been great in some games that he's been put into the thrown into the fire with. But with Marcus All out and Pascal Siakam out right now, because Brissett's a, a bigger guy and can get those rebounds, he'll probably be a, a guy to slide in now with all these current injuries that we currently have. So that that's another guy for the Toronto Raptors stepping up, and that's just a remarkable thing to see. But Riker we're, we're deep into this podcast right now, and we haven't even brought up Kyle Lowry dropping 30 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, just splashing it all over the court on the Boston Celtics, and tonight he played off the ball, he was given a more scoring role, and really ran away with it. Well, it's great because, I mean, most of the facilitating is given to... You know, anybody when they run a pick and roll, they'll just try to dump it off to Surge, so yeah. I don't mind Or Boucher, Kyle who's Lowry. done a really good job. Sorry? Or Boucher, who's done a really good job at rolling to the rim. Boucher has been one of the best players on the Toronto Raptors over this past mm-hmm. stretch of basketball in terms of yep. you look at his plus-minus and his efficiency. But I don't mind putting Kyle Lowry into that role because, let's face mm-hmm. it, when the players that are out are out, you can even make the argument that Pascal Siakam has been quite off as of late when he's playing against good teams. Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry, he's the last proven player on this team everybody else they're working their way up to this point this is the last veteran on this team yeah but Ibaka is not the creator he's the finisher Mm -hmm. he is the guy that's in the lane he's the spot up you know from the from the wing or from three I don't mind putting Kyle Lowry in this score only role because it just seems to me so effective maybe if his three-point shot isn't going down in a given night but as of late he's even been very aggressive in attacking the basket and I, I just I'm very positive about tonight's game, despite me being so frustrated watching it at all the officiating and the, and the poor <laughs> yeah. foul calls, Ben, and to still well, feel this good about it. Yeah, well, we'll leave that, the officiating and all that, for, for probably one of the obvious segments. But, yeah, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet playing off the ball. I know Fred Van Vliet didn't have the greatest efficiency in terms of shooting tonight, but with them playing off the ball in the wings... 
they got a lot of open threes with Patrick McCaw being able to drive into the defense. I was really surprised about how he can get in the middle of the lane and then be able to quick it out or those one, two, three swings that ended up getting Lowry and Van Vliet open threes. And Fred Van Vliet, five of 19 from the field, but four of nine from the three-point line, which is remarkable efficiency. Kyle Lowry, five of 10 from the three-point line. You know, those guys were knocking down their threes. And Sergi Baca, before we swing into the segments, 20 points, 10 rebounds tonight. Did deal with foul trouble, but guarding a bigger canter, that makes sense, and a few other guys. But the the role men for the Toronto Raptors, I know Boucher didn't really have a lot of points tonight, but did have a big impact on the court. The With with three guards out there, and then TD, who is also a great passer, when, when you're rotating those four players, the bigs are just eating inside the lane. The way that they, they get these dump-offs, no matter who has the ball, they can all catch it, finish, and you know if, if we continue to run these four point guards in our main rotation... The wait till Pascal Siakam and Marcus Hall come back on top of our best finishers. Serge Ibaka was remarkable at finishing those passes tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And this is how I expect games against the Celtics should go. I'm I'm surprised that we're uh, only one and two against them because they have a smaller team. I would think mm. that we should have our way. Raptors basketball is perfectly equipped to play against the Boston Celtics. And the split tonight, which also surprised me, given we didn't have Siak and we didn't have Marcus Gasol, our split in um, offensive rebounds was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 15-7, to 7, and at one point I believe it was 10 to nothing. It just, tonight, yep. they were clicking on all cylinders, and I love this arena. It's obnoxious, it's loud. It, it's To me, this was a playoff basketball game. And I, I'm really hoping that we get to face off at some point against the Boston Celtics just because it is very interesting and you can play that small ball lineup, which seems to be very efficient and very good for the Toronto Raptors style. A playoff series against the Boston Celtics. That, that's a series that never happened that needed to happen over the past five years. And this year, it would be even more exciting just where all, both the teams are at in transition phase with their rosters. That would be such an exciting playoff series. But Riker... We got we to gotta swing into the segments because there was a lot of exciting plays tonight. Tonight, the spicy P-Lay of the day, the new animation coming out. Do you have one in mind, Riker? A spicy P-Lay, it's, to me, it's those two back-to-back Kyle Lowry threes mm-hmm. when there was a mess of a possession in the corner at the, the outside the perimeter at the, on the wing side. And, uh, you know, there was two lobs. It was the exact same possession back-to-back, and Kyle Lowry just hucks up a shot and a prayer and both go in splash. To me, those are the PLAs, but Ben, what do you have? I, I have O'Shea, who came into this game, and, you know, not, not scoring plays from O'Shea, but we, we already brought up the offensive rebounds that he gave that just sparked the Raptors with energy because the Celtics were coming after out of one of those Brad Stevens timeouts, and, you know, they usually perform really well after they call a timeout. They're a really good out-of-timeout team. They were on a little run, and this game was a huge game of runs, and their momentum was just crushed by Brissett, who came into the game, shocked the Celtics fans, shocked their, their players, shocked their team. This guy can, you know, the, the energy czars off the Toronto Raptors bench. If we continue if we continue to pull these guys out of nowhere, there there's no one beating us if we get those shots down and we stay healthy. Yeah, I absolutely agree, but they can't all be the spicy PLA. Some make you say, oh, geez, and tonight I don't know where you want to start it, Ben, because we got to talk about the refing. we got to talk mm-hmm. about different cheap shots, but do you have an oh, geez in mind? Yeah, honestly, the we'll, we'll dive straight into the refing because that's going to be a huge topic of discussion for this game because 
The the Raptors, there was a lot of touchy fouls. There was a couple that were real. The Raptors were playing more aggressive than the Celtics, and that's that makes sense. They were they were more ready to win this game than the Celtics were, but a lot of touchy fouls called for the Raptors. OG fouled out. Rondé Hollis Jefferson fouled out. O'Shea had four fouls in fifteen minutes. Boucher had three uh, three fouls in sixteen minutes. Uh, Ibaka had five. It seemed like everyone on the roster, if they did anything, played any sort of defense. It was it was at risk of getting a, a stupid foul call. You know, you know it's bad when Jack will not stop complaining about it mm-hmm. during the broadcast. Matty D is just trying to ignore him and change conversation. <laughs> I mean, Ben, we had plays that Jason Tatum is just driving his way through Kyle Lowry, which is yep. a blocking foul, apparently. And then we have plays that needed to be overturned when it was a clear block. You know, Jalen Brown goes all over Kyle Lowry. We have uh, mm-hmm. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson got fouled out on a block. It was pretty obvious. OG got fouled out on, I don't know what that play was, he just, he just got smushed on a, between Kyle Lowry and OG, and they gave, it's just these touchy fouls, and the inconsistency tonight, Ben, was crazy. When the mm. game, when we when we make complaints about the calling, but then we look and see that fouls against either team is about the same, then you can at least chalk it up to say that, okay, bad calls on either side. But when it's yeah. very clear that there was bad calls directly called towards the Raptors that weren't called on the other end, then mm. that's when I'm striking an issue with the officiating. Record, the Boston Celtics got 36 free throws tonight, the Raptors 17, and it was clear from the eye test that the Toronto Raptors are the more aggressive team in terms of driving into the lane, attacking, you know, being... And usually the team that asserts themselves are the ones that get the beneficiary of the calls, so regardless of their home or away. It was... It was just a really weird sight to see, but the Toronto Raptors still overcame that and got the W against the Celtics. I don't know. This this team, is, especially where we don't have our main superstar right now, or the guy that people regard as our number one scorer, Pascal Siakam, he's usually the one that gets the calls. And, you know, these young guys like Brissett, Boucher, they're going to have to earn their stripes, I guess, but they keep playing with this energy. I'm sure the, the calls will swing in their favor. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And I do have a gold star tonight for mm-hmm. worst performance, Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. And tonight it's going to Tony Brothers. We just talked about the officiating. <laughs> but in particular, are you allowed to hand check in the league? No. Is it always enforced? Not always. But when a call, when a foul is called, and I'm talking about Kyle Lowry driving against Jason Tatum, there was an arm bar, he had his arm, he was pushing off against Kyle Lowry, a foul was called, no challenge, nothing by the ref, Tony Brothers swoops out of nowhere and calls off a foul and just has the Raptors inbounded. I have rarely in my life seen a, a foul call overturned with no contest from the coach, and it was mm. one that was blatantly obvious. You're not allowed a hand check, let, a, let alone an arm bar where you're pushing off on the offensive player. That was ridiculous, absurd. There was some bias or something going on tonight. He's getting my gold star. Yeah, certainly. I I have a little gold star. Daniel Tice for the Boston Celtics. I've seen he's been in the league a while. I I've seen him play a good bit. I have a few Boston Celtics friends that are a few Boston Celtics fans that are that are my close friends. So I always hear them talking about Tice. But to watch this man on the court. I don't know. I feel like uh, he's one of those guys you see at the bar that's real, real scary looking. I don't know. I, I just really don't like the look of him. He's real kind of pushy and all that. He's getting the gold star just from watching him and the Boston Celtics themselves. Carson Edwards. Do you, do you know who Carson Edwards is on the Celtics record? Yep. 
Yeah, the the guy that splashed threes all over preseason. I don't know if the the Celtics gave him any opportunities or whatnot, but Brad Wanamaker, I can't imagine a guy that can splash threes like Carson Edwards can. Could be much worse than Brad Brad Wanamaker for that team. I don't know. I want to see some some. I'm not a Celtics fan at all, but he he's a guy I'd be excited to see watching as a Toronto Raptors fan, a, a player that uh, a fan that watches. I can barely speak right now. A guy that barely watches the Celtics. I was hoping to see a bit of Carson Edwards today. Unfortunately. Didn't at all. Well, they also got another young talent, Romeo Langford, who had a bit of a run during the Christmas game, who was a fantastic mm-hmm. high school player, college player, and uh, he didn't. He only played three minutes tonight as well. So, uh, different coaching decision from Brad Stevens, is it? Is that their coach, Brad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stevens, Brad Stevens, yeah. <laughs> and didn't work out, but that's because the Raptors tonight, Ben, were the superior team. And like I said, imagine if they didn't have so many turnovers. The Celtics would have yep. 30 less points, and it would have been a 40-point win. You know what they say? Toronto Raptors doing that in the playoffs. They're they're exponentially increasing their ability to beat the Celtics we, as we go forward throughout the season. It's going to happen to all the better teams, too, but really encouraging win for the Toronto Raptors. Really exciting watch. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, any last words on this Boston Celtics domination win? Macaw! Macaw! <laughs> That's it, man. Cheers.